It is the Tuesday after the Super Bowl. Do you wish Tom Brady stayed in New England? Yeah, we do too. You're listening to your favorite and depressed podcast. It's Burgers and Brats with your hosts Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. It's a very gloomy Tuesday. <laughs> um, Super Bowl did not go as we had hoped for. Uh, if you leave now, head for Kansas City. You can make it in time for training camp. I hear they're looking for offensive linemen and wide receivers for next year. Uh, we've got special guests. Jacob Clements is back again. He was just on last week for the Super Bowl. Welcome back, Jacob. It's great to be back. I'm ready to collect on some of those bets I made. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we lost a little bit of money this past weekend. Uh, before we a dive... A little bit. A lot of bit. A lot of bit. Before we dive into the Super Bowl recap, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brought. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at Burgers Brought. So Tom Brady, uh, seventh Super Bowl win. Seven Super Bowl wins. Come on. How does that even happen? Why is that even allowed? Uh, Thank you, Eli Manning, for at least stopping him from two. Uh, and Nick Foles, thank you for that. It, T- Tampa Bay, they just dominated the Chiefs, thirty-one to nine. We did not expect that. Chiefs went up early, three nothing, and it just went downhill from there. Lots of penalties. Uh, Matt, I'll I'll just start with you on this first. Sad game, bad game. Thoughts? What what what's going? What was we were watching this? We we were not happy. Yeah, there's a lot to break down. I mean, the Tampa Bay defense being the first thing. I mean, they showed up. They were ready to play. Kansas City was off their game, but give a lot of credit to Tampa. Here's a couple things I don't like about this game. Well, a lot of it, starting with Tom Brady. But in all seriousness, you're looking towards the end of the first half, okay? You get you, you get a, uh, a field goal here. So I'm, I'm pulling this up right here. Butker makes a field goal. It's 14-6. to 6. 38 seconds left in the game. And Kansas City is burning their timeouts. Now, I get the mentality. You want the ball back before half. But in all seriousness, you're probably not going to do anything with it. Yeah, there was not even a minute no. left. There was, yeah. So I, you're not, maybe you get a field goal, but the way the first half was going, nothing was really going to happen. And here's what happens they move the ball down. Well, penalties is what happened, really. We'll Turf talk monster about that. Eyes. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But you get the penalties, and Tom Brady says, oh, there's there's my boy, A.B. Touchdown. You're now down 21-6 to at halftime, and that really was a killer. I mean, again, 14-6, to you're in this. You're still in at 21-6. to But the way Kansas City was going, I mean, even if it was 14-6, to we see how it played out. I mean, they still wouldn't have won. But maybe it would have changed. But it just any momentum that Kansas City may have had in that moment to say, okay, we keep it 14-6 to six at half, it's good, was gone. And it, everything shifted the rest of the way for Tampa Bay. I don't like that call. You should have just let it get to halftime because you're getting the ball out at the start of the second half. I just don't like that. Yeah, uh, Clement, I'll go to you next. What what what'd you see? How how this game just turn? Well, I mean, honestly, we've – We've always known that when Tom Brady is in the playoffs or the Super Bowl that it's Tom Brady and the refs versus everyone else. I mean, the refs and probably the league help out Tom Brady a lot, uh, whether it be with light punishments, very questionable officiating, etc. I mean, you can name so many instances just between 
New England and now the Bucks. Um, I think part of the thing is um, over the course of the entire game, Mahomes ran for 500 yards just trying to make passes. And, you know, his receivers, I think his most consistent receiver was Travis Kelsey. And he had, a, he had a drop on third and eight when they were going to drive the ball, too, to maybe get it within one score or tie the game, too. Exactly. And, you know, the very questionable officiating. I mean, Kansas City, all, all the playoffs this year and last year, they were continually, you know, hand-checking guys, you know, making sure that they didn't get too far right. Didn't get called that much, if at all, until the Super Bowl. And I think that's just the Tom Brady effect. Now, I mean... I think Tom Brady has been bailed out a lot in the past, but the fact that he has won seven Super Bowls, um, I mean, that's just insane. Um, but, I mean, really and truly, Kansas City not having their offensive tackles definitely hurt them, their two starting tackles. A um, lot of drop passes, questionable officiating. This is how that game ended up. That's really it. Yeah, uh, they – those penalties hurt, but then once they just got down 21-6, and it, it, they were not coming back from that. Some stats from the game. Uh, Mahomes, 26-49. Zero touchdowns, uh, two interceptions. He, he had many drop touchdowns. He had two, maybe three drop touchdowns, a lot of drop first down balls. Tom Brady got it done, 21-29. Uh, three touchdowns, zero, zero interceptions. Should have been an interception. Uh, but, yeah, missing offensive, offensive linemen hurt the Chiefs. Uh, drop balls hurt. Uh, the Bucks defense pressured Mahomes on 29 of the 56 drop dropbacks. That was the most ever in a Super Bowl, and it worked. And as you said, 497 yards he had to run around to avoid being sacked. But it, watching that game, it it sucked because it's a big game. The refs are supposed to swallow their whistle. Uh, I'm saying this as a Broncos fan, a rival of the Chiefs. What I saw last night was. I saw hand-checking. That happens in every game. Uh, it's it's the biggest game of the year in sports, and you're calling hand-checks when they're, when it's super questionable. Uh, they, they don't call that in the NBA Finals in a Game 7. They would not be calling that in the Finals in a Game 7. I, I, was, I shouldn't have been shocked because it was Tom Brady that was getting the favorable calls. It was going against uh, the team playing against Tom Brady, so I'd, of course that happened. Uh, but just the momentum switch. I, I don't remember when Tyron Matthew got that interception. I do you guys remember if it was fourteen to six when he got it? It, it, it was, it was close. There. It might have been that. I, I think it might have been fourteen to six, and um, Tyron Matthew gets the interception. But they call a hand check that they don't. They would not call in the NBA right now. Uh, ball goes back to Tampa Bay. They score a touchdown twenty one six or whatever, and you have the right before half. Like Matt said, a turf monster. P.I. call. the Gets tripped up, trips over the turf, and they call P.I. on the Chiefs and automatically gives them a touchdown. I guess that would have made it 21-6. to But it, it it was sad to see how many flags were thrown in this game, how many hand checks were thrown, and then just not on the other side as well. I saw the Bucks were maybe the most penalized team in the regular season. They only had 25 yards in the uh, Super Bowl on uh, penalties. Uh, but... Uh, Tom Brady got a seventh ring. I know we're all upset about that, but hopefully he doesn't happen next year. I don't know who's returning. Uh, we'll have to see, but that team could definitely go back-to-back back and could see the Chiefs uh, next year again as well. Yeah, you know, one, one thing I want to mention about the Chiefs, an unsung hero in this game is is we look at the whole game and it just there was it didn't seem like the Chiefs could move the ball down the field. Travis Kelsey, 
And what he's done every game this season, he had 10 receptions, 133 yards. I mean, he was the go-to guy this year. Yeah. And he continued to impress when Patty Mahomes was not impressive. And remember, we were talking about one of our bets. Tom Brady, just 201 yards passing. That was it. So, yes, those little dump passes and to Gronk, it was working. But for the most part, I mean, it really what hurt the Chiefs, it was the penalties. That assisted Tom Brady moving down the field. Chiefs defense was not spectacular by any means. And they lost their cool in the first half. Uh, I think it was with Matthew yeah. was right in the first half. So they, that's the problem right there. But the penalties, like you said. And I have a problem with one of those as well. Uh, I know I mentioned the stupid, uh, the bogus turf monster PI, the two hand checks that shouldn't have been called. And then you have Tyron Matthew get that unsportsmanlike on Tom Brady when Tyron Matthew goes up to him, um, says something, or then, or I think Tom Brady chases Tyron Matthew, and then Tyron Matthew starts talking to him, and then we saw later yesterday that uh, Tom Brady sent a lengthy apology to Tyron Matthew, so you know um, it was probably should have been on Brady, but we know Brady's not going to get that call. Um, Travis Kelsey, uh, yeah, how, how many receiving yards did he have? 133. He, I did not feel like he had that, and he had a drop ball, which uh, could have prolonged the drive, but this dude, Patrick Mahomes, I... I, I don't blame him as I he's on the least blame for me. I know he's the quarterback. I know quarterbacks should deserve blame. But the dude was running for his life five hundred yards running away from the defense. And he threw a vertical pass from the ground, hit Tyreek Hill in the hands, in the end zone, and he dropped it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes balled out. Um he dude's a study. We're gonna see more of him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and just to piggyback off of that, I, I definitely will disagree with your point on this, Matt, because I think the fact that Mahomes ran for so many yards trying to get plays done, and it wasn't really a lot of his fault. He was missing offensive tackles, which was protection that he had all year for the most part, save for some COVID-related stuff. You know, and then a lot of his receivers in critical situations dropped the ball or just couldn't make the play. There were some overthrows. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But Mahomes, I don't think, was the problem. No. I don't think Andy Reid was the problem. I think the problem was there were a lot of drop balls. I think the defense got to Tampa Bay. And I think those two starting tackles, I think that shows the great value of an offensive lineman. Yeah, the O-line was awful. They were. They were. I don't, I don't understand why teams – this is why Brady has been in the league so long. His little dumps, his little 10-yard open down the middle slants. I don't know why teams don't do this. I – this is why they people consider him the GOAT. This is why he wins games, because he does the little out routes. You can't stop those little screen passes. Um, the dudes, the guys are always wide open. You look when Tom Brady throws, they're always wide open guys, or they've got at least a few yards separation. Uh, I think offenses just got to start incorporating this and stop throwing deep balls, because uh, it works. It wins you games. But um, just... Um, I did you guys see uh, NFL players tweeting out too that um, refs were uh, being biased? I saw a Colts player um, tweeting out refs were getting pretty obvious, so that was pretty. I mean, we're all seeing it um, even in the NFL. Um, anything else to add on the game? I mean, honestly, NFL needs to look at officiating. I think there was a lot more bias than there has been previously, especially with Tom Brady. Um, obviously, in every professional sports league, you know they're gonna try and get the result that des- that you know has the most money. Um, say like when the Lakers went to the finals instead of the Rockets due to some questionable fishing. <laughs> oh, um, okay, Lakers. Oh my goodness. But oh. um, at least in a couple games, some questionable fishing. <laughs> 
LeBron doesn't get calls. Yeah, LeBron does not. But I think I think as a whole, the NFL does need to look at officiating. Maybe you know see what's going on. Maybe place a greater focus on you know the fundamentals there. Yeah. Um. How was the halftime show? I mean, we we already pretty down at this point. We were in a few because we knew what was going to happen. Um, weekend weekend did pretty good. I enjoyed the halftime show. Um, some good hits. Uh, where did pretty good? I thought it was pretty good. I love the uh, every meme now that comes from it of when he's in the mirrors <laughs> and everyone. I, I think there was one saying when you eat like some hot wings and you're trying to find the bathroom <laughs> or something. I don't know. There was some really good ones. Um, I thought he did a good job for what you could do for COVID. Yep. I was impressed. Um, and now I'm going to go get a diaper to put on my face. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was pretty happy with this, some of those memes, too. I, uh, I saw one that was like me when I'm in Bucky's trying to make it to the bathroom. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's pretty funny. Of course it's a Bucky's one. If you know <laughs> Jacob, you know Bucky's is his idol, his place of living. <laughs> It, it's everything. It is an embassy of the great state of Texas. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, the ending, or whenever he came out in Bonnie Lights, and then just all the people in ba- bondages, or bandages um, was super cool to see. It was pretty interesting. Um, teams for next year, Super Bowl, who we got? We're going to predict this. Uh, Clement, start with you. Super Bowl next year. I think, I think it's wrong to say anything about the Chiefs. Bills are still going to be up there. Obviously, it depends on free agency and the draft. But I think, as a whole, you still can't count out the Chiefs. They're in one of the easiest divisions in the AFC. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) We're drafting Justin Fields this year, and we're going to take it to him. With no real competition. Um, You know, namely in Las Vegas and the Chargers as well. But, I mean, you know, on the NFC side, it's a little bit trickier. I think Saints are going to take a massive hit now that Drew Brees is retired. Packers should stay good as long as Aaron Jones doesn't leave for the Dolphins or some other team that's in desperate need of running back help. Please come to the Texans. Um, and then he can't I win think, there. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, can't win with the Cowboys either. But I think uh, um, I think the Packers are going to be in there. I think. Tampa Bay probably will be as long as Brady stays, um, even if the head coaching situation is different. And that's really about it. All right, so let's name half the league here. Okay. I was waiting for every team. The Chiefs don't have seven games against easy competition. <laughs> I'm not following anything. I'm just saying hey, you they half lost, the league. They lost to the Raiders. They almost lost to the Broncos. They almost lost to the Raiders twice. Should have lost to the Broncos. So next season. I swear to God, Matt, if you say the Cowboys, we are not doing another podcast. Please do not say them. Say them maybe when the season starts, but please do not say them now, bro. Please, I swear. Okay. Do not. Okay. <laughs> no, he's going to say it. Uh, hey. Is there going to be an open spot for me as co-host then? <laughs> I will move look, Jacob in no, your listen, spot if you okay, say the Cowboys. Gonna, I, look, I'm not going to say the Cowboys, okay? You know, I just said that. I'm not going to say it, Okay. The team that's going to win in 2021 is a team that comes from the southern region of the United oh States. Oh, my goodness. And now, listen. Listen, okay? Oh, my God. They happen to play in Texas. Oh, my. There are options, okay? They happen to play in Texas. There are not options. There's two now. options. And they're both And the suck. team is not in Houston. This team that's <laughs> going to win next year 
is going to be good. They are going to be led by their re-signed quarterback, oh Dak my. Prescott. Oh, my God. And Mike McCarthy, me? who's going to have a better defense. Stop. And I'll tell you this right now. Cut his mic. Greg Zerline is going to win it for him. Okay. Cut his I'm mic. Gonna, I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off of this because, okay, Mike McCarthy is worth than Jason Garrett. Dak is going to be – I think he's going to be good, but it's going to take time for him to get back. Zeke clearly doesn't care now that he's gotten paid. The defense is absolute crap. He only ranks pretty much ahead of the Texans. America's team hasn't won a Super Bowl since you've been alive, and I'm pretty sure you can count their playoff wins on your on one hand, Matt. You need to shut the hell up about the damn Cowboys. Wow. Well, that was good. I, I, I'll give him that. You know, it's funny. When we we got when baseball season rolls around, I'll have my pure rebuttal. Um because we'll talk about the Astros, and you know, yeah, how much but his team still beat, and yours has none. That you know, that's true. That's true. We didn't <laughs> cheat for ours. But going back to your cow, the Cowboys. You're right. It has been a big struggle. I do miss Jason Garrett some days. I wake <laughs> up at, from a nightmare saying, "I hear Clappy in the background." I miss you, Clappy. Um, no, but look, in all seriousness, I think the Chiefs will come back. I really do. I think we'll see the Chiefs again. I like that team. Um, you're but, not saying your NFC pick, though. I think you're standing by the Cowboys. I would love to see Cowboys <laughs> Chiefs. Who, who's going to face the Chiefs in the Super Bowl next year? And then next year, ooh, I don't. I don't think Tampa Bay's coming back. Well, I said that. You know, Tom Brady can pay half the league, and you know, he'll get back. <laughs> I, I don't know. And the refs. But I really think we could see, and I think the matchup I picked this season. I want to see. I think the Packers should be there. The Packers should have been in this game. They and should. I think they can get back there. I, uh, you know, Matt Lafleur, that decision will haunt them this off season. But I think the Packers can get back there. Aaron Rodgers should still be great. I don't see him in the off season just all of a sudden sucking to start next season. He will be better. So I think Green. I think we'll see that Green Bay Chiefs matchup, which will be fun because it should be offense. We don't see that Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, the problem last year we we all liked the Packers, but they didn't draft anybody. They wasted a first round pick on their quarterback. So if they want to actually take that next step too, they've got to draft. I know. I know Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Jones are the top three best at their position in the league, and Aaron Rodgers. But you've got to draft other offensive weapons, or you got to draft defensive weapons. Actually, you got to draft some cornerbacks because that's what cost you that game um, against Tampa Bay. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like the Packers. I know they're zero and four in their last four in the NFC Championship. Uh, but I I'll pick them for this. I'll pick them to make it in the NFC. AFC, I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs might take a break. I really do. I I think they might. I don't know who's on contract, but I'll go. I'll go Browns. I'll go Browns. <laughs> okay, I like it. Let's see it, Baker. I go Browns Packers. I mean, you got Odell coming back. You got that defense coming back. Uh, you they're they've been really good picking in the draft these last few years, and you got another year of Baker and all those weapons. So those are our Super Bowl picks uh, for next year. Uh, fun recap, not a fun outcome of the game, though, this Super Bowl 55. Let's pray 56 does not feature Tom Brady. It won't. And maybe a custom logo while it's at it. <laughs> it will feature Dak Prescott. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Matt, no. All right. We had yes. We had some great news, though, that, uh, before the Super Bowl, fri- Friday or Saturday, I don't remember which day, but the NFL Hall of Fame was announced um, Matt and I, we both got some players in there this year. Uh, uh, let's go down the list and name them and do their accomplishments. I'm going to mess this name because I've never heard of him. 
And again, that's probably not how we start our podcast segment. <laughs> Never heard of the guy. Never heard of the guy. He's in the Hall of Fame, but now Alan Fanica. Fanica. <laughs> you never heard of him either. And our credibility has gone <laughs> down the drain. Uh, he, Let's just move through this segment, Braxton. We're already on fire right now. Let's a, keep going. He's a guard. He didn't miss a single game in his career. Not one missed game. A nine-time Pro Bowl, 16, six-time All-Pro first team, uh, played majority of his career for the Steelers. Uh, Calvin Johnson, I think he played wide receiver. I think his name was Megatron. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, six-time Pro Bowler. Only six times. Uh, he led the league in receiving twice. He led the NFL in his career in receiving. Touchdowns, yards per game, 100-yard games, 200-yard games, and multi-touchdown games. Uh, were you guys uh, surprised or uh, shocked to see Megatron get in on the first? This was his first no, ballot. Right? Well, he retired so young. Right? He, yeah, he's under, he's he not. Was... Yeah, he's not even thirty-five, and only two other players have been put in before thirty-five. He's one of the three. Yeah, so I mean, no, I think it's well deserving. I, I mean, that's good to see him first time because he was such an impact player. I mean, and I saw that he and Detroit are trying to mend relationships because you know they kind of had a, a rocky yeah. fallout. But good to see them mending relationships. That's good for Detroit. He's a big icon for him. Yeah, it's good I to think, see. I think if you look at the stats alone, that places him in. Um, I think the fact that he did it and retired while he was so young just is icing on top of the cake. He definitely deserves to be in. Yeah, before reading all, like, because we, we haven't heard from him in so many years, we forgot how impactful he was. And before reading all these stats again and seeing how, mu how much he led the league and stuff, uh, yeah, he's definitely a deserving. Uh, John Lynch, uh, safety, nine-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl winner with the 0-2 Tampa Bucks. Uh, 14 of his 26 career interceptions came in the fourth quarter. Uh, he had eight 80 tackle seasons. He had 84 in 2006 at the age of 35. Uh, so John Lynch, congrats, uh, former Bronco too. Uh, Charles Woodson, oh, Woodson, not Woodson, Woodson, uh, cornerback, uh, mostly known for the uh, Raiders, at least for us younger kids. A uh, nine-time Pro Bowler. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year in 2009. Um, fifth all-time in interceptions with 65. Um, he's first to have 50 interceptions and 20 sacks in a game. And then uh, the other most, no or other most notable player, Peyton Manning, a quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts and Denver Broncos. Two Super Bowls. He was the first and just until last week, the only quarterback to win uh, a Super Bowl with two different teams. Uh, Five-time MVP, 14-time Pro Bowler, seven-time first team. He held the record for pass touchdowns, pass yards, and winning starts. Uh, congrats to the GOAT, Peyton Manning. Some others, uh, Drew Pearson, uh, finally, after what happened last year. That, that was uh, awesome to see, uh, former Cowboy, um, after he got uh, did not get in last year. Uh, Bill Nunn, a scout for the NFL. And then Tom Flores, uh, four Super Bowls and a great coach. Uh, so what are your thoughts on Hall of Fame class of 2021? I think, I think it was good. Again, as you're talking about Pearson, too, really happy to see him get in. Um, I, look, I, I think this is great. I mean, you got Peyton Manning. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's been that long now. I mean, it's I been five years. But still, it's like, like that. Five years ago the other day. Broncos yeah. won the Super Bowl, and he retired off into the sunset. Good days, man. I know he had a terrible year that year. I did not think we were going to win it, but he got it done. Uh, that's what good quarterbacks do. Um, Clements? 
Hall of Fame? Pretty impressed with this class. I think it's one of the better classes lately. Um, excited Peyton finally made it into, um, especially on his first year. Um, you know, thought there might have been a little bit of a delay, but, you know, that's really about it. Oh, there'd be a delay on Peyton Manning? Potentially. You never know. Sometimes people just don't like to vote people in on the first ballot. So, you know, it could just it could have been a one-year wait, but you never know. I'm happy he made it in, though. Me too. Pay go, baby. Pay go. Love the former Colts and other team quarterback. What's the other team, Clements? Super Bowl winner? 2015? What is it? Uh, Who? 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 Some team out in the AFC West. Yeah, that's what I thought. Sounds like they have legal weed there. You never know. (laughs) Alright, let's move into college basketball. This is our first college basketball segment of the year. We're only, um, when's March Madness start? We're only a month away. Well, it does happen in March. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I'm thinking we're like exactly a month away almost. Uh, maybe this week. analysis, man. <laughs> uh, uh, so AP poll came out the other day. Uh, let's go through that. Kansas is out of the rankings for the first time in 12 years. My goodness. Uh, Kentucky, Duke, no North Carolina. This is a weird year. Uh, Clements, you got thoughts on this? Well, you know, okay. So we have two schools, right, in two different sports that pay their players. Tennessee in football and Kansas in basketball. Additionally, Oklahoma State. Somehow, Oklahoma State and Tennessee are both ranked. Tennessee's top 10, aren't they? Yeah, you know. Top 15, right? They're in there. Wouldn't be surprised. Okay, I saw, yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if McDonald's bags got swapped out for Chick fil A bags (laughs) and the amount increased a little bit due to the lesser amount of players, right? (laughs) But. You know, I think as well, um, the Big Ten always, you know, comes to play when it comes to basketball, right? You know, this week they have the most ranked teams in the AP poll at seven. The Big 12, though, only one behind at six. The Big 12 is one. And no Kansas, too. Exactly. The Big 12 is one of the nation's toughest basketball conferences. And I think the fact that, you know, especially – you know, you have OU, which as of late has not been good. Um, what? Not this year, but previous years. Oh. Um, you know, we <laughs> well, they this... made it the March Madness every year. Yeah, but let's be real. <laughs> we expected a first-round exit. No. Uh, not yeah, with well, no. Let's all right, let's, let's, let's all right, second. Matt. Um, I'll ask you questions now. But I do think that the Big Twelve is doing really good. I wouldn't be surprised if another Big Twelve team gets ranked here soon. Maybe Kansas will make it back in. All right, so, yeah, I had this question for you guys. Uh, Big 10 or Big 12 in basketball this year? I've, I've got to go Big 12. They've got five teams right now in the top 15 ranked. I mean, that. I mean that's impressive. And I, I mean, we'll go through it. I mean, if you're looking at Big 10, Big 10 has three. They've got – they've only got three in the top 15. I know Ohio State and Michigan are right got back, Michigan right? Michigan and Ohio State at three and four, Illinois at six. But you look at the Big 12 – You've got Baylor at 2, Tech at 7, you've got OU at 12, Texas at 13, and West Virginia at 14. I, Big 12 right now is just doing an amazing job. And the surprising factor, as we mentioned, Kansas isn't in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mind-blowing. If Kansas was what we had seen, oh my gosh, this conference is full of it, right? Kansas State has done decent in the past. They do not look good this year. Iowa State had looked good in the past. They are like two and eleven or something. They are not good this year. 
But the Big 12 has done generally well. And I got to go back on your comment, Jacob, about OU. I, I, they, they've done well. I mean, we don't, they may not have been the most dominant teams, and maybe they would have gone bounced in the first round. But this was a team that could compete. And we never got a chance to see what last year's team could have done because of COVID. But, you know, Austin Reeves dropped 41 against TCU the weekend before the Big 12 tourney. I think they could have gone out of the first round. They had a good team, even better team this season, what Coach Lon Kruger's doing. Um, it's just been amazing. Yeah, that OU is looking very good this year. Tough uh, game last week, though, but you expect that after going and playing a tough uh, top 10 team. Um, I Right now, I'll probably go Big 10 just because Ohio State and Michigan are at 3-4. and four. Um, If if the Texas OU were still in the top 10 this week, I'd probably go them. Uh, we'll see what Iowa does. They've been falling a little bit. Uh, Gerza, or Garza, um, uh, he's still balling, but Iowa's not playing as good. Illinois doing pretty good, uh, but it's going to be fun to watch uh, Big 12, Big 10 teams, uh, especially in the tournaments. Yeah, when we get to the tournament, March Madness, it's all going to be in Indianapolis. That's where it's all going to be in, in the area. I, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I yeah, mean, just the conference tournaments, too. Are the gonna conference be, yeah. tournaments, yeah, but I mean, just when you get to March Madness, I mean, Gonzaga and Baylor right now are still undefeated. They're the clear. I mean, they are on a separate level right now. They are on a separate level, but... Michigan only has one loss. Uh, what Jawan Howard has done since he's been named to the head coach at Michigan has been phenomenal. I mean, we've seen Michigan team when Bay, uh, uh, Beeline was there. They were always good. And Howard's taken them, like, to the next level. I mean, he, they've just done an incredible job. So it's going to be fun when we get to the tournament. Uh, both conferences doing really well. But, again, Gonzaga, 18-0. and 0. I mean, a good team. Villanova's still up there. Houston's done well, uh, Virginia. Teams we've seen that have done well basketball in the past are still consistently being there. But it's good to see, you know, Baylor emerging. It's good to see, uh, you know, Tech staying up there. Alabama's had a good year. And, again, just the Big 12 in, in general. Um, I mean, it's just good to see. Yeah, and um, like I said earlier, Iowa's lost four of their last five, and I think they're still in the top 15. 15. Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, Missouri jumped eight spots to number 10 after – uh, blowing a 20-point lead against Alabama. Uh, but they still won, but they blew a 20-plus point lead. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys this this last thing, too. Um, Baylor or Gonzaga at one? I've got uh, some things. So, Baylor, um, they're averaging 86 a game, giving up 62. Uh, they're 44% uh, from three. Uh, they have five ranked wins. Uh, Gonzaga's, give, uh, Gonzaga's uh, averaging 93 points per game, so a little bit more. Uh, but they're also giving up more 69 points per game, and they're only 35% from three. Three ranked wins, and they're playing D2 schools, basically. Uh, Baylor's playing in the Big 12, one of the top best conference, if not the best conference. Uh, Baylor, Gonzaga at one. I think they, I don't know why the committee hasn't put Baylor at one yet. I think, uh, I think with half the Big 12 ranked in the top 15, I think that Baylor has easily played the tougher schedule. I think Baylor... I think their performances as far as throughout the game are indicated by the fact that they have stiffer competition than Gonzaga. And so, you know, while we do have more of the normal football blue bloods in the big, in the uh, not only the Big 12, but the uh, college basketball rankings as well, we normally wouldn't mention Alabama, I feel like. Um, I do feel like Baylor should be number one just because of the better quality of competition. Me too. I, I disagree with you both. I mean, what? I, I know I, someone's got to go the other side. You right? just said the Big Twelve was the best conference. Yes, but are you saying between Gonzaga and Baylor being one? I'm going Gonzaga. 
And here's the most simple answer, and you're going to be like, well, this is stupid. But look, Gonzaga's 18-0, Baylor's 17-0. I'm giving the one extra win, but no, that's not the only reason. Look, points for the season. Maybe no, this may just be points for the AP ranking. I'm going Gonzaga, though. No, yeah, I, I think because and you also not just because 18-0, but what you mentioned, be it the points, they've scored a little bit more. Both of these are the same tier. I mean, they both – it's interchangeable. But I am going to go Gonzaga. I mean, they are 18-0. But their competition. I know the competition is When we're talking football, we rank it like... I know based on wins. And I know that. I'm going off 18-0, 17-0, until Baylor gets another win or until maybe they put up one more. I mean, they're so close. But I'm going to be different than you guys tonight. I'm going to go Gonzaga. I like the way it's ranked right now. I mean, one game, it could literally just be due to to a COVID disruption. They were supposed to play this year, (laughs) and they got disrupted because of COVID. Exactly. Baylor's had, like, five... like five or six games disrupt, uh, disrupted by it. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen to Gonzaga, but I mean, come on, you can't simply go off of wins to rank Gonzaga higher higher than Baylor. Baylor may have lower scoring, but they face way better D1 competition. Yep, uh, I have this stat for you guys. So uh, this basketball year is crazy. So. N- not one, not a single one of the 13 winningest programs in D1 history in college basketball are currently ranked. Not one of the 13 winningest. This is the COVID era. Everything's different. Not, I mean, everything is – we see these teams that may not have been good are good. Or we see these teams that were great and they're kind of falling from grace pretty quickly. I mean, it's the COVID era. This is what – I mean, we can't say it's 2020 anymore because it's not. Oh, my but goodness. It's the COVID, you know, it's, the, it's COVID. I mean, I think it's probably taking longer for the Kansas players to receive their payments because <laughs> Bill Self has to disinfect it. But, I mean, like, it's just – it could also be that there could just be a potential big shakeup in college basketball happening. I mean, Texas Tech has been good for, you know, a couple of years now at least, right? You know, they almost won the championship. Um, you know, you're also getting – you know, some of these other names that, you know, like I said, are big in football. Alabama really has not been ranked high in basketball in a while. I think, I think due to, I think in a large part it is due to COVID. But I think also we are seeing a new era in college basketball. I think there are a lot more non-traditional basketball schools that are taking over. Yeah, it's finally happening. Uh, we saw, we've seen it for college football over the last few decades now. Players can go anywhere and play, be on national television, still be number one um, picks in the NFL no matter where they play or uh, NBA. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can go anywhere. You can still be a high seed. You can still lead those teams, especially depending on the conference you play in. Uh, still be big-time players. Uh, anything else for college football or college basketball? Ready for some March Madness next month? Let's move into On This Day in History. Uh, 1895. Tell me what sport was invented. It was invented by W.G. Morgan in Massachusetts. What sport are we talking about? I don't know. I know baseball is earlier. I know football is a little bit earlier. I have a feeling it's some weird northern sport like hockey or like maybe... I don't think it's basketball. It's indoors. indoors. Nate Racket? Smith was basketball. Racquetball? It's not that unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Volleyball. Okay. Oh. Nice. Uh, in 1940, Tom and Jerry 
is re- is created and debuts um, by MGM. And then 1964, the first appearance of the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show draws 73.7 million viewers. A happy birthday, Greg Norman, Elizabeth Banks, and Joe Pesci. Happy birthday to you guys. Make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere else you get your podcast at Burgers Brats. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers Brats. Let's move into our final segment. Who would you share a burger and brat with? I'll start with this one. Um, um, A sanctuary containing the healthiest coral reefs in the world just tripled its size. Uh, The Gulf of Mexico's largest coral sanctuary just got 200% bigger uh, thanks to the U.S. government's approval of expansion of the Flower Garden Banks National Marine Sanctuary. So it's all located off the coast of Louisiana and Texas. Uh, the sanctuary size just went from 56 square miles to 160 square miles. So coral, or so a reef sanctuary. Come get your burger and brought. I'm gonna share my burger and brought with a community of people. This isn't like Times 2006 Person of the Year, but <laughs> all of I, us. I am going to share my burger and brought with people who. Do not dispute the scientific fact that the Earth is indeed spherical. The Earth is round. The Earth is not flat. How do you know? There are literal pictures (laughs) in color from space. Fake! (laughs) So, all the people who think the Earth is flat, please go take an introductory science course at your local middle school, and then you'll be basically re-educated on that. Dude, it's literally a donut shape. It's anyway, got the hole in the middle. I'm sharing my burger and brat with people who know that the earth is spherical. What prompted this? <laughs> what made you give your burger and brat to them? You know, what made really, you just come on and say, I'm going to hate on flat earthers real quick? You know, it's, it's simply because as a, as a geologist, as a scientist, I hate when Are you a scientist? Me. I am a scientist, <laughs> You yes. are not a scientist a or a scientist. geologist. <laughs> Matt's as, over here cracking <laughs> You are as, not a geologist or scientist. As an earth scientist, <laughs> it pisses me off when people do not respect the facts about the earth and our solar system. Such as things when people say the earth is flat and Antarctica is a giant ice wall that surrounds the earth. So the earth is spherical. We're going to have to put a little disclaimer on this episode that just have <laughs> some disputes. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to. This is we gotta fact check on the Twitter uh, whenever we do it. So you you saw like a tweet or something before you just said that? You know, I just ran into some people, and you know, really, it really just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, it was uh, it was in the Oklahoma City metro area. Doesn't surprise me, Oklahoma man. We got some weird, dumb people, bro. I mean, even in Texas, we know the Earth is spherical. (laughs) I mean, it's the literal home of NASA, so. Again, giving my burger and brought to people who know that the Earth is spherical. All right, <laughs> Matt, how do you top that? <laughs> well, it, mine's is going to be kind of on a on a not a happy note and a sad note, really. So I'm sorry, it's going to have to go first. Yeah, I know, I know. That we should have really ended with that one. I wanted to uh, shout out two two families that need their prayers and love. Two uh, respected people, one in our local community and then one in ESPN, passed away over the weekend. Um, first off, want to send. Uh, prayers to the family of Pedro Gomez. Um, he was a ESPN reporter, covered baseball for 
I think it was like 30 years or something, mm -hmm. and he died at a young age of 58 unexpectedly. And also, too, uh, for the OU community, former OU assistant basketball coach Lou Hill, he was also the current uh, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley head coach, died over the weekend um, at a young age, too, passed away. Um, unexpectedly, and um, uh, an assistant coach for about five seasons or so, uh, four or five seasons under Coach Lon Kruger. So, uh, you know, just again, just uh, thoughts with everyone out there dealing with loss and grief. Um, I mean, this last year now, almost coming in a full cycle, mm -hmm. has been uh, been really rough. Um, so, just you know, thoughts and prayers to everyone out there, just you know, who's dealing with grief and loss. Yeah, we're almost on a year now. Wow. What? Literally, what's a year from next week or whatever. Uh, so, uh, crazy times we're in. Um, anything else to add on this Super Bowl recap, NFL Hall of Fame recap, college basketball recap? Nothing else. All right. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brots. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brots. Jacob, thank you so much for coming on you want to give out your socials for everyone listening <laughs> he says no <laughs> all the flat earthers are coming for him <laughs> he doesn't want the flat earthers <laughs> uh, everyone uh, thank you all for listening uh, for Matt and I uh, take care and stay safe <laughs>